Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And we're bringing you a bonus episode this week. We already had content recording, but you know what? When you when you can get someone as awesome as this back on the show, you got to seize opportunity, right? Absolutely. So we're welcoming back to the show, good friend of the show, the creator of the toys that made us, the movies that made us, the CW's discontinued, just to name a few, founder and CEO of the Nacelle Company. Mr. Brian Volkweiss. Brian, thanks so much for being back with us today. Thank you for having me back. Always love having you on. Fellow toy collectors or something else uh, for me. I, I always just get so giddy. So we'll get to maybe some of the newer toys you picked up a little bit later. But uh, first, how have you been, sir? How have you been surviving this pandemic? I think the last time we uh, spoke with you was uh, right at the top of all this. Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny, man. Like, to use a word that I have said more in 2020 than the rest of my life combined times a billion. Uh, I am blessed. I am very blessed. Uh, we, my, my family and the company, um, are hanging in there. So, I mean, as it relates to my family, it's like never better. I mean, uh, you know, I'm used to traveling, uh, 10 to 25 days a month. Uh, and I haven't been on an airplane in seven months. So family wise, a plus, uh, and yeah, we've been very blessed. None of our shows were canceled and, uh, we have been, uh, we've been able to, to soldier through as they say. That's just what we're all doing. That's all we can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just the best we can through all this crap. Exactly. First thing we need to touch on, man, is this uh, your new Nacellecast Studios, uh, the, this new podcast studio you have. Can you tell uh, us and the listeners about it? Well, you know, it's funny, man. Like, I have my whole career, like, done a lot of things, like, bleeding edge like either nobody had done it before or few people had done it before. And, you know, I was always trying to be like, you know, first in the race, you know, like, you know, try it, see what happens, whatever. Podcasts, and maybe it's just because we're busy, maybe it's because I'm getting older, I don't know, but... With podcasts, I was like, you know what? Let me make sure this is like a real thing before getting into it. Uh, and uh, it became very clear uh, last year or even the year before that podcasts were, were a quote-unquote real thing, to put it mildly. <laughs> so it was just time to start doing our own podcasts. You know, it was just, I mean, it was kind of, it was, it was really at the point where it's just kind of stupid. Like, people were like, you know, how come you're not doing podcasts? So um, we basically uh, finally got our act together, uh, and, you know, we are slowly but surely putting together our first launch slate. You know, we announced uh, we're doing a podcast with Gates McFadden, uh, which uh, is, uh, I mean, it's so funny, man. Last week I was on the phone with, uh, I, I hope I don't sound like an asshole when I say this, but... I was on the phone. I was on the phone with literally one of the biggest movie stars alive. Like, true. I mean, literally one of the most famous human beings on our planet. And uh, all weekend, uh, I was talking about Gates McFadden. And my wife finally looks at me and she's like, Do 
didn't you have a call with so-and-so last week? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but, and that guy's great. <laughs> that guy's great, don't get me wrong. But, you know, I haven't been watching him for 38 of my 44 years. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's good. I mean, honestly, he, like, I, I was texting with her yesterday. Like, it's so surreal, like, that... I see Gates McFadden's name pop up uh, in my inbox. Um, <laughs> I know that might sound crazy based oh, on all the other people we work with, but it's, you know, she's the original crew and she's awesome. Right. And I know how big a Trekkie you are. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure every single time your phone dings, there's a little schoolgirl tee hee that comes out because I know every time that like, someone uh, that I really admire reaches out to us I'm the exact same way absolutely. it never ceases to be surreal yeah so you get it yeah absolutely so tell us about this uh, show that Gates is going to be doing I believe it's called uh, Who Do You Think You Are can you tell us about this show she's going to be doing well, she came up with the title. She came up with the show. I mean, it's literally her show. We just have the honor of producing and distributing it. Um, and, I mean, the title, in, a, in an interesting way, I mean, it says it all, because obviously the expression is kind of, you know, the usual expression is like, an, like you're acting like an asshole. Who do you think you are? But what the title means in this case is, who do you think you are? Like, what do you think about yourself that makes you you and that's so it's going to be a deep dive into for lack of a better expression some of her friends uh over the years some of which may be famous some of which may be not um and it's you know it's not going to be asking brent spiner hey what was it like putting on yellow makeup which, you know, I've known the answer to that since I was, uh, you know, 14. Sure. So it's, it's, it's trying to take people that you are familiar with and you've been seeing talk, like, about things your whole life, but asking questions that have never been asked and getting answers that have never been given before. And I'll be honest with you, like, as I'm sure you know, like, I go to conventions every now and then, I never, ever go to panels, ever. Yeah. And the reason why I don't go to panels is, especially in the digital age or social media, I usually know the stuff before they say it because it's already been made public. You know? Yeah, <laughs> And absolutely. then you sit there in a room that you can't leave, and you, you know, you, you know they ask, uh, you know, Michael Veen, you know, how come it said the pulse rifles were caseless, but you could see cases shooting out of them in every scene in Aliens? <laughs> and it's like, like I, don't, I truly don't know how these people deal with it. Like, I've only been doing press for three years, and I get asked the same questions over and over again. Yeah. Like, someone like Michael Veen, like, you know, they've been asking that about the stupid caseless pulse rifles, you know, for 30 years. You know, they sit there and be like, well, you know, I didn't make the gun. So, yeah, so this show is the opposite of that, where there's going to be questions you would have not. And part of it is Gates is like, like if she had picked another career, she should have been a researcher. I mean, she is the queen of research. I mean, she is like doing massive amounts of research on the guests. And by the way, a, a show that I know is successful but I honestly do not believe it gets enough credit for how brilliant it is. 
is carpool karaoke. And, I mean, that they must do so much research on that show because there is like there are people he's had in the car that like I have not learned a new thing about in decades and. Like, I'll watch a 20-minute thing on YouTube and, like, I've learned 30 new things about the person. So right. that's what we're trying to do. And that's incredible. You know, I um, it reminds me of a conversation we just recently had with uh, Larry Hankin, who oh, yeah. portrayed uh, Mr. Heckles and Friends, and he was in Seinfeld and stuff. About three quarters of the way through the interview, we, the conversation, I don't even want to call it an interview, it was a conversation. By the time it got to the part where I was going to ask all these questions, now mind you, these are questions I already know the answer to. Right. I, I, I just said, I just broke out and said that to him, Larry, I don't want to ask you these questions. I really already know the answer to them, and we're just having a great rapport here, and... Um, I kind of evolved from that. You know, I'm, I, I try my best now to ask questions that no one else is asking. So that's a great angle to be yeah. taking with this show, because how many times can you hear the same facts? Like you said, in this digital age, YouTube, po- other podcasts, right. you know, there's just so much information everywhere. It's easy to get uh, saturated. Well, when I used to go to Comic-Con, you know, in like 98, 99, you would have to go to the panel. And it would yeah. be amazing, and you would feel like, oh, my God, I have a secret. I was just in a room with a 1,000 people, and of the 8 billion people on the planet, like only the 1,000 of us know it. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be at Comic-Con walking around, and I'll get a text from Den and Geek being like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't sit in a room for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's um, funny. I I know that uh, at least Wizard World um, has really tried to kind of recapture, I guess the uh, the panel experience because they used to let when we started doing the cons, all kinds of press was allowed to go in there, do audio recordings, filmings, all kinds of thing, and then they were just plastered on YouTube. And about two years ago, they put a hard stop to that. You know, just trying to keep that content as original to the experience as possible. Smart. I'm glad I didn't know that. I'm glad they're doing that. I think that's really smart. Yeah, and I think it, it, most people, if not all, should do that. I mean, you know, when San Diego comes around, you're going to see every one of those panels on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I, you know, there's a part of me that is grateful because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to see them otherwise. I want to see the trailers too. <laughs> all the same, like Brian said, you don't have to sit well, there through all that to uh, get that information anymore. Yeah, but it's the same thing with trailers. Like I saw the WandaVision trailer that came out last night. Yes. I don't know what the fuck that show's about, <laughs> but I know I want to see it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm dying to see that show. It's a perfectly baited hook because you're absolutely right. Watching that trailer yeah. was just nonsensical. Yeah. Literally, by the way, the first time I watched it, I gotta be honest with you, it kind of creeped me out a little bit. Then I watched it a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth time, and I'm like. I don't know what this means, but it looks good. I have my suspicions about what's happening, but that's just because I'm such a comic nerd. I think I know where they're going with it, but I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil anything. It looks don't don't yeah don't be like my wife and accidentally guess the ending. No, she does that all the time. And it's not like a spoiler. Like she knew and told me, she'll just guess it. Yeah, and like, I, I perfectly. I've done that before. What was that that M Night Shyamalan movie? The uh, you know he was always so big on having twists. Yeah, he did that that movie, uh, The Village. Have you guys seen oh, that? Oh yes. Well, that's that's the biggest irony ever because I never guess endings like except him. 
I knew the kid was dead. <laughs> I knew I knew there was some shit with the water signs. Like, yeah. And I don't get like the most obvious movie that everyone gets the ending to. I'll be the, I'll never figure it out. <laughs> but like for some reason, it's like I'm in sync with his strategy, and I'm like, that ah, the kid's dead. And by the way, <laughs> Dead Again, there's like there's a lot of movies like this, like Dead Again, where you're like, oh, that's a Star Trek episode. Like, oh man! Uh, the man. Tom Cruise movie where he keeps waking up and going back to waking up and dying, waking up and dying. Like that's cause and effect. Season five, Next Generation, like <laughs> Spotless Mind, Eternal Thing, the Jim Carrey movie. They yeah. did an episode like that every single season of Next Generation, <laughs> and I'm like, "What's well, going like Star Trek?" <laughs> Get an original idea, guys. Jeez. Wow. They really know their source of inspiration, I guess, <laughs> right? right? Damn. So as far as other shows you plan to put on this network, you know, this this Gates McFadden show is uh, set to be your first. What, what kind of content are you looking to fill your network with? Well, it's interesting. For the first time in my career, uh, we are not launching with comedy. Everything I've done has started with comedy, and then we basically evolved into something else. So our first four shows, uh, one of which is Gates, uh, are all pop culture, pop history shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all fun. There's nothing serious. You know, we're not doing how to make a murder or whatever. We're not doing anything like that. If I had to guess, we never will. Now that I said that, I'm sure we'll do it next week. But <laughs> anyway, but uh, once, once I feel like we have like five to ten of these shows, that are super high quality and super, you know, we're able to distribute them regularly. Um, then I think we'll start doing some comedy shows as well. But all I care about is the voice is, you know, original, you know, they have a really, and I don't literally mean like what they sound like over the, the air. What I mean is like, they have a point of view that's unique and interesting and some degree of funny. Like, that's the other thing about Gates. Like, I mean, the first time I ever spoke to her, I laughed more, um, not at her, of course, but with her, like, than, like, anything I've ever seen her in times a million combined. So, you know, it's just, like, that's also what's cool. Like, I want everyone to see how funny she is. Like, she's hysterical. So, like, that's really a big part of this as well, where, like... I really want to surprise the audience and not like in some, like you were saying, like the ending of uh, Signs or uh, whatever, just, just uh, whatever that lovely movie was. But uh, where I was like, oh, if he's dead, I'm out of this. But, uh, but my point is like, just like you know when you watch it, or sorry, you know when you listen to it, when you hit play, there's going to be something, even if it's just one thing, there will be something to have justified your time. Like, I think right. that is so important for content making, and I feel like it's so easily forgotten. Where, like, you know, I watch documentaries all the time, and, like, you know... They'll, uh, you know, they'll see it. You know, there'll be a shot of some guy, you know, staring at the ocean as the sun sets. And I'm like, what do you think at 7.30 in the morning with my kids running around screaming that I want to see this guy staring at the sunset? <laughs> Whereas another documentary, I'll give you a great example. I just saw um, 
class, uh, what is it called? Uh, actor Class Action Park oh, yeah, on yeah. Uh, HBO Max. Every single second in that film was calculated and thought about and added to my experience. Like, there was not a single frame where I'm like, wait, why is this here? Like, who, like what, what, what's going on? Like, I would hit, anytime my kids came in the room, I would hit pause, and when they left, I would rewind. Like, that is what we should be doing as creative content makers, is just, because you have to show respect for the audience's time. Everybody's busy. There's so much stuff to do and watch. No one wants to see some random dude staring at a sunset. So we're going to try and do that same thing with the podcasts where when you hit play, you know it will add knowledge or you will be laughing. Or if it's a 45-minute episode, like that will be – you, you will be happy you chose our podcast instead of doing anything else in those 45 minutes. What a reason. I'm not trying to imply there's nothing better than a podcast episode we produced, but you know what I'm saying. Like right. we yeah. want to add value to people's time, which is so important, especially in the podcasting community, because there's in. I, I am not going to sit here and assess our catalog, whether it be a waste of time or good listening. But the the, the medium is so saturated with uh, just shows that like if people just I think if they have a mic and if they're recording their voice, it's content. Oh, and, yeah. and a lot of the time it's not. And I'm sure I fall exactly. into that, that, nope, that nope. group, you know, at some point. But, um, yeah, to actually put the. Well, it takes work. Yeah. You have to put the work in. You have to do the research. Yeah, it can't just be about your charming personality. Like, it has to be about the information that's being given. And that's true with movies and TV shows. And sure, it's not true with podcasts. What's the takeaway? What's the listener's takeaway? If you don't have an answer for that, you maybe have done something wrong, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a Toys That Made Us episode that I am very depressed about. And, like, I feel like the other 11 episodes, once a minute, we bring value to the audience. And the one episode, I'm not going to say which one it is, but the one episode <laughs> that we didn't do that on, it drives me crazy. Like, it literally drives me crazy. So, you know, I never forget that episode when making everything else. And, you know, we just locked a cut on something uh, between you and us, uh, that, that, because, of course, I'm sure you're not going to share this episode with anyone. Um, <laughs> you know, we were a little late. We were about a month late. Um, and it was my fault because I just, I, I didn't want to make that mistake. Not a mistake, but it's just so important to us that it just has to work. Every, like, it's like a, it's like a, you know, a game, you know, like Lincoln Logs or something. Like, every single piece matters. And to make an episode that's like, yeah, here's the story. Like, it can't just be here's the story. Like, you have to find your own way to tell the story so that it rewards the audience. And again, just going back to Class Action Park, like, that's, like, if a if hundred people, if a hundred directors tried to make that movie, 98 of them would have been like, there's the park and some people got hurt, you know, A, yeah. B, C, D, E. This doc, like... You think you're watching ABC, but like an hour in, 
like you realize, oh, she's not who we thought she was. That guy's not who he thought we were. Like, that guy's not who we thought. Like, that's movie making. That's producing. That's directing. That's editing. And again, back to your question, because I feel like I'm rambling. No. That's what we're going to do with the podcast. Or at least that's what we're going to try to do. That's so exciting. Just knowing that that much care is going into it, that much quality control, you know you're going to have something good. Dude, if you if you guys knew what we put into an episode of Movies or Toys that made us, you wouldn't even believe me. Uh, my, my head of production wants to fucking kill me. But it's just, you know, you can't, you gotta, you know, look at the greats. You know, Walt Disney, his brother wanted to kill him. You know, sure. Snow White was like 800% over budget and just to be clear I am uh, a billion trillion zillions of Walt Disney so I'm not comparing myself to him but my point is in the short run you may lose money but in the long run if people trust your name and your brand you'll make more money than you would have had you saved money in the short run right love your uh, I love your business motto with this man I think we might imply some of that to Candare actually <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I don't know how much my CSO likes it, but uh, I, can, I can handle him. <laughs> there you go. So when can uh, people, one, expect uh, the network to premiere, or has it already, and uh, the Gates McFadden show, uh, who do you think you are? We are in pre-production on Gates' show, uh, and we are in post-production on two of the other shows. So Gates, of our first four shows, uh, Gates will likely be our third or fourth release, which I think is important and I think is good because obviously we're going to learn a lot from the first two. Sure. So um, I'm glad like our big premiere podcast, not to take away from our others, of course, but you know we will have had some uh, knowledge uh, under our belts by the time that day comes. I'm yeah. so excited to hear these shows, especially after hearing everything Brian's had to say about the production. They're gonna, it's going to be good content. They're going to take it up a notch. Yeah, exactly. Very cool, and I'm, again, excited, but I'm also very excited to know what's down the pike for the toys that made us. Here is my stock answer, and I'll be honest with you. If, <laughs> if it was dead, I would tell you it was dead. Uh, so it's not dead, but my stock answer is stay tuned. Oh, okay. Okay. That works. Yeah. It's it's not dead. That's all that matters. Right. That's all that matters. It's <laughs> yeah. such a good show. There's more coming. It's yeah. not dead. And movies that made us, we have uh, episodes coming out uh, reasonably soon. Able to uh, say any of the movies that we're going to be seeing or no? Not yet, but I'll give you a hint. Uh, the first episodes that come out will be uh, holiday related. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas vacation? Christmas vacation? That would be cool. All right. Another uh, question I always throw your way, and this is just, uh, I guess, self-gratification, not gratification, but just indulging myself. (laughs) What new toys have you acquired, Brian? I think the last we spoke, you had uh, just gotten the Plo Koon bust, and I believe you had acquired, what was it, like an early 80s uh, Kenner employee award or something, which I'm still jealous about. Yep, hold on. This, this is why I love answering this question working from home. Let me, uh, let me look around the collection room uh, and see 
what is new? What is, I mean, literally today, four boxes came. So oh, wow. uh, <laughs> the, 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 answer, the answer to what is new is rapidly evolved. Uh, I have a, what's called a first, I just got a first shot. Uh, that's literally like when they put plastic through the mold for the first time ever, just to see what the mold looks like. Sure. I got a first shot of the 83 emperor figure of his head. So it's oh, like man. white kind of gray, gross plastic, all white and gray, like no, no color other than white and gray uh, of his head. Uh, I got two wonderful, my second favorite character in all of Star Wars is Ahsoka Tano. Yes. And I just got two very, very cool uh, prototypes. Uh, one of her first figure ever uh, and one of like, I think her fourth figure ever. So I got that. Oh, another thing I just got I'm very excited about. Uh, do you guys know who FX7 is? Boy, I feel like I should. Seven is uh, he's the droid from Empire Strikes Back with all the arms sticking out of him. Yes. uh, When Luke is in the back to tank. Yes. Okay, okay. They were going to put a micro line uh, before they canceled it because it was a disaster. They were already planning on what the second line would be. And they were going to do a big back-to-tank microline that got canceled. Uh, and I have a prototype of the FX7 figure. Uh, so that, uh, that is new. That is officially new. Oh, the other thing I'm so excited about is um, my favorite G.I. Joe comic of all time is issue 34. Uh, the title is called uh, Shakedown. And um, it's all about, it's like the greatest greatest comic ever like it's so funny like everybody who's into gi joe comics their favorite is this like completely silent uh snake eyes issue and it's a great issue like i'm not taking anything away from it but to me issue 34 is even better the entire issue if you're not familiar with it is a dog fight uh between ace and lady J in a striker and uh, the Baroness and Wild Weasel and a Rattler. Literally 40 pages of them just running around the air shooting at each other. Mm. And I finally, finally, finally got a beautiful uh, Sky Striker and a beautiful Rattler. Um, so that, um, that, that I've wanted like my whole life. So that, that those, even though it's not like a prototype or anything unique, for some reason, I had never bought them. So now I have. They don't have to be prototypes to be unique, but my God. I'm so glad I, I that question never comes to me because I can't compare with these things <laughs> you're bringing home. I just got a Happy Meal toy. That's what, that's what I got. <laughs> but uh, well, how dude, cool. I, I mean, don't, don't get me started on Happy Meal shit. I, I'm all about the fast food toys. I, oh. I have a whole shelf uh, dedicated to fast food toys. Me too. I, I adore them. I love them. They're some of the best toys ever made, if you ask me. that's yeah. That needs to be an episode right there. All right. All right. That needs to be an episode. I, uh, I have been beating that drum for a long time, I promise you. I will help you beat it. Just let me know where I need to be. <laughs> that sounded gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, I won't take up any more of your uh, time this evening, but man, thank you so much 
for coming on. Uh, we we do have Gates McFadden coming on what next month? Yeah, the seventh of October. Well, yeah, early October. Early October. Nice. So to talk more about her show and the network. So I'm so excited to hear more, and uh, I guess indulge the little bit of Trekkie that's in me too, like, as if like you've been doing, Brian. So. <laughs> Uh, very cool. Again, uh, thank you so much for being here, and congratulations on all your success, man. No, first of all, thank you for saying that. It's very kind. Second of all, like I said, you know, you guys are so supportive. I, I'll be completely honest with you. This is how supportive you guys are. Like, sometimes you guys post things on Instagram and, like, tag me or whatever, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot that was today. And then I share it. So you guys, is like you're, you're helping us. So uh, I'm very appreciative of that. Anytime, Absolutely. man. We wouldn't do it if we didn't uh, believe in the work that was coming from you. So, yeah, keep it up, man, and thank you. Cool. Thank you, guys. Stay safe, 2020. Will do, man. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Keep the masks on, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, and that was Mr. Brian Volk Weiss again of the toys that made us, movies that made us, uh, the Nacelle. Yes. Just bringing all kinds of awesome entertainment our way. And I always love talking to Brian. He's so cool to talk to. And I I just want to root through his fucking toys. (laughs) But, uh, yes, again, stay uh, tuned. Like uh, Randy had mentioned earlier, uh, early next month, we will be having Gates McFadden on. And if there's anyone out there who doesn't know who she is, she portrayed Dr. Beverly Crusher in the Next Generation Star Sex Sex Series. Is that what I said? Star Sex? (laughs) I'm sure there's a parody out there somewhere. (laughs) Star Trek Series. But um, other than that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So, Randy, what have we on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com. Check out previous episodes. uh, Look at our Hall of Heroes. See our special guests. And uh, if you're interested in coming on the show, reach out to us on our contacts page. And find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to show some support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod. $5 a month gets you access to the CannedAir Patreon pod. And if you don't have money to, uh, you know, support the show, but you still want to show support, head to iTunes or just any of your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review that stuff, that's not just pumping our egos up, making us shine our nails on our shirt going, another <laughs> review, boys. No. This actually helps us. This gets us at more exposure. The more yes. reviews we get, the more exposure we get. So that's just as important. So iTunes reviews, podcast player reviews, anything you guys can do for us. We much appreciate. If you need professional representation, uh, look no further than our boy Steve Joyner. You can hit him up at 816 605 Four five six one. Any kind of representation you might need. Your Absolutely. podcaster, actor, uh, singer. I, I. He I, will bust your his ass for you. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> will. So again, once again, Steve Joiner, eight one six six zero five four five six one. Randy, what am I forgetting? So if you're sitting around with not much to do on a Tuesday night around nine p.m. Eastern, check out Jack and I as we play some Jackbox games. Uh, join in, potentially win some prizes and. Hang with part of the canned air crew. There it is. There it is. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy watching it myself. (laughs) So, all right. I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. Thank you so much for listening. And always remember to be excellent to each other.
a dog. Hi, puppy. Nice puppy. Oh, no. Don't run. It'll only make things worse. Mutt. Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.